0: This is the Truth and Power podcast with Ryan Edberg. As Christians, how do we go through um, the process of believing to receiving? Because uh, for many of us, that's the biggest struggle, and we get bitter and angry at some teachings that feel like uh, we're going to fake it until we make it. Um, we're going to say the right words. We hope we're going to get it, but we're getting the same results. For me, I feel like if you're getting the same results as somebody who's not a Christian, we're probably doing something wrong. And um I want to go through that because for me the word of God is is real and if there's a problem in life, it's not going to be with the word of God or his promises. It's going to be with me and something that I'm doing incorrect. So If I look at how, uh, if there's a sickness and I'm sick, I'm believing for healing, but I'm still not getting there. If it hasn't manifest yet, I I really don't look at it as, well, the healing's not true, as much as I look at it, my receiver is broken. Um, How much time have I been spending in the Word, or how much time have I been spent listening to the world or my body? Um, I start to look through some of this, and... I want to go through this process of going from I believe it to now I've received it going from a spot of faith to there it is Um, because that's the biggest, one of the biggest problems that people have, well I don't believe in, uh, they say prosperity message but I hate that word because there isn't a prosperity gospel. Um, there's only one gospel, that's Jesus Christ. But with that comes, do not forget his benefits. There is a lot of scriptures on the benefits of the Lord. Um, do not forget his benefits. You know, he, we are blessed, highly favored, the head and not the tail. Um, that God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory people like to just uh, put titles on things and then go crazy and it's because they've experienced certain things in life that they don't want to believe a certain way um, but really I want to let the word of God transform my life instead of using my life experiences to uh, depict the word of God if that makes sense um, for me, I started to look at some of this and, you know, is there, um, how do we go from that? Is it even possible? Does God want us to be blessed and highly favored? Does God want us healed? All this kind of stuff. I start off in uh, John one sixteen and 17, and it says, and of his fullness, we have all received and grace for grace for the law was given through Moses, but grace came through Jesus Christ. I think it's pretty important here to see and of his fullness. You know, we weren't held back of anything. You've got, um, his fullness in there. Um, there's not just bits and pieces or parts. Um, it's the fullness we have all received as Christians. Um, the grace that we have received is actually grace is everything that that jesus christ paid for something that you couldn't do on your own salvation is grace healing is grace um my god shall supply all of our needs that's all reverse of the curse paid for by jesus christ so it's his fullness when you look at that and you see that we've received his fullness it really breaks it down to say okay if i've received everything that god wants for me now how do i pull that out because i'm not experiencing what i should be experiencing if that scripture is correct um you look at um, matthew 10 and 1 and it says and when he had called his 12 disciples to him he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of disease. It says that he gave them power. You can also change that word power with he gave them authority. He gave them uh, dominion. He gave them the right to uh, cast out evil spirits, unclean spirits, um, and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases. Um, Did you know that they all are here in one because they're so closely knit. Um, a lot of times, your sickness and disease is really unclean spirits trying to attach themselves in the form of sickness and, and trying to put um, disease or sickness on us when, when really um, we're supposed to, we were given dominion, we were given the power and authority over all of that. So we see that uh, we were given the fullness of grace for grace, and we were given here um, the authority and power. It says in Matthew uh, ten five through 8, if you just keep going a few verses, it says, These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go uh, into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter the city of uh, the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost house of Israel, and when you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, now freely give. You know, we looked at some of the verses in John about how everything that the Father has, he gave to Jesus. And Jesus said that everything that I have, the Holy Spirit, is going to take from me and declare to you all things. And so we look at this, and this is what it's talking about. Freely you have received, now freely give. You know, it's the Holy Spirit is not trying to get in you to just have uh, a tickle me Jesus moment. He's trying to get through you so he can touch the world. And, and you see that here, that he's saying, go and preach. Saying, uh, what is preaching? What is What are you supposed to be preaching?" The kingdom of heaven is at hand. That doesn't mean the kingdom of heaven is Coming. The kingdom of at heaven is only in heaven when you die, and we don't need spiritual gifts no more. We don't need a gift of healing anymore. We don't need prophecy anymore. We don't need this anymore. It's saying, Preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's in your hands. So heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. Does it say pray for the sick? It does not. It says heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, so freely give. You see that we've been given uh, dominion and authority. We've been empowered. We've been uh, great commissioned. We've been given a commandment to go and do this stuff. Um, as Christians, our job is to enforce spiritual law here on this earth. You know, even the Lord's Prayer, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, so just like it is in earth, it's our job to be um, enforcing the spiritual law. You know, if there's a law that is uh, here on on earth in the natural, you know, we have uh, policemen to enforce that we keep the laws of the land that we lay down. The same way is as Christians with the Holy Spirit inside of you, it is your job as a Christian, to enforce the laws of the supernatural. Why? With the Holy Spirit on inside. Because it's not natural for heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. That's not natural to us. So as Christians, it is your job to enforce the laws that were in the Bible. Freely you have been given to, Uh, you've received freely. It was a free gift. There's nothing that you could do to to receive this. So now freely give. Freely heal the sick. Freely... Uh, cleanse the lepers, uh, freely raise the dead, because it was a gift that was given to you. Now go and do likewise. We see in Romans 11 28 through 32 that the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. That means that anything that He's freely given to you, He's not taken back. Anything that He has entrusted you with in the body of Christ is something that He's not going to pull back and say, I was just kidding for the moment, and now I want. I want you to... you know, relearn how, even think back to something it is that God's called you to do at a young age, and now you're at an older age praying, God, what do you want me to do? God hasn't changed his mind on the first thing that he said that he wanted you to do. God hasn't um, pulled back that calling. He may have had somebody step in for a season or, or somebody come in and pick up a mantle that had been dropped, but he still has that for you to do as soon as you are willing to step out in faith again. And and we see that the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. So he has empowered you, given you everything, and he's not going to pull it back. He's saying, Freely I've given you authority over all of this stuff. Freely I've given you the power over this. Now now freely give. Why? It, it's a it's a mandate. Um Jeremiah nineteen or twenty nine eleven is a, a famous passage that says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and of hope. When you will call upon me and go and pray, and I will listen to you, and you will seek me, and you will find me. That's a promise. And when you will search for me with all your heart, I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity i will gather you from the nations and from all the places where i have uh, driven you says the lord and i will bring you to the place from which i cause you to be carried away uh, captive And, and you look at some of this and and what does this have to do with going from believing to receiving because there's so many things that are stopping our receivers right? You think that you don't have it. You think that you haven't been empowered. And here you think that that maybe God is is upset at you or God is there. And God's saying, "Uh, the plans that I have for you are good. The things that it's to give you peace. It's to it's to give you a future. It's to the things that I have for you are all good. Uh, those are my thoughts that I have, says the Lord. So if you're thinking that maybe I can't, I'm not receiving because uh, God's upset right now or or maybe I've done something or, or his plans are, are not the same, God's telling you that he's he's empowered you, he's giving you authority over this stuff, and your receiver may be broken for several different reasons. maybe you think God's been upset with you, maybe you think that you don't have what you actually have, maybe you haven't freely received and that's what you're you're believing and so you haven't been freely giving and you haven't been freely receiving it's time to freely receive healing it's time to to freely receive our breakthrough you know we we look at this and and in the world there's so much problems right now because uh, one people don't know who they are you know we we're made up of a th- three part being um we we are a spirit uh we have a soul and we live in a body and we we get that wrong so often because think of this, people think that they are a body, so they, do, they improve their body. Um, I, I want to work out, I want to eat right, and that is not bad at all. In fact, that's great, we should be doing that. Why? So we can stay around as long as we can to preach the gospel. So we need to be taking care of ourselves because our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, right? And so we should be taking care. But you are not your body. And so people are trying to improve their body all the time. And they think that they're their emotions. What is that? Or they're the, the soul. That is your mind, will, and emotions. And so what you think, you think that that is you. Well, what goes through your mind, you think that that is you. When that's not true either. Because when you die, they could cut open your head Pull out your brain and there's your mind. There's all of your thoughts and stuff right there. Your mind, will, and emotions, those are going to stay here in your dead body once you die. What is forever is your spirit. Your spirit is actually who you are. And so most people are miserable in life because that God part of them, the spirit, can only be alive through the spirit of God. Why? Because it's the God part God said that let's make man in our image. What did that mean? what did it mean to let's make man in our image? It didn't mean we've all got brown hair. You see that God made so many different colors of people, so many different uh, shapes of eyes and noses and taller and shorter. And and, uh, God made such a variety that you look at it and you see what is God talking about? Let's make man in our image. He's not talking about your physical body, your physical attributes you probably got from your parents. If you look at your mom and your dad, you can probably see both of them in the way that you look. So God wasn't saying let's make a man in our image with, hey, our nose is like this, our teeth are like this. He's saying let's make man who you really are on the inside like us. Let's make their spirit right with us. Let's make their spirit like our spirit. And then when the devil uh, deceived man into sinning, there was something broken there. There was a disconnect. And so people are miserable in life because the real them is dead. It's dead on the inside. And they think, well, I, I need to do this. I need to fix my mind. I need to fix my will and emotions. And it's great to fix that. I need to fix my body. I need to lose weight. It's you need to do that. But until what was is dead comes alive on the inside, none of this other stuff will matter because the real you is that spirit man. And until you've accepted Christ as your savior, that's still dead. And so in life, we go from believing uh, to receiving when we put in order that we are a spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. When we put that in order, now you, you realize that How do you, how do you touch a body? It's really easy. You can reach out and touch somebody with your hand. You you can touch the physical. How do you touch a a soul and really, you know, touch somebody within their soul? You do that. You see people, I I was moved through the music or or worship. I got goosebumps. I got this or that. That's your soul. It's your emotions. and, And it's, not who you really are, and it's not bad to to have those emotions. God made us that way. Um, but we can't confuse it with who we really are and our spirit. And so when we go by our emotions and stuff like that, it's backwards, and we will live life backwards. Um, we will be a backwards set of people because... We don't have things in order. Our spirit and who is really, is us, isn't leading the show. Right? So how do you touch somebody's soul? You can touch it by your words. You can tear somebody down with your words. You can build them up. You know, you can make people feel good in their emotions or bad by your words. That's how you touch a soul. But how do you touch a spirit? How do you touch that God part? It says in um, John 6, uh, 63, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. So what's the spirit? How do you touch the spirit? It's the word of God. Everything that Jesus was saying, there is life. It's the word of God. You look at John uh, 4, uh, 23, and it says, But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. For God is spirit. So how did he make man in his image? He's a spirit. Your spirit is in the image of God. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so you see here that your spirit is righteous. It's as righteous as it's ever going to get. Why? Because it's the God part. It's renewed. It's refreshed. It's came alive again. When dust was formed and God breathed into it, it sat up. That God part of that breath was putting a spirit inside of dirt. And now dirt could actually stand up and breathe because there was a spirit that was alive on the inside. So you look at some of this, and it says in um, in James 1, 23 through 25, it says, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man that observes himself, his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. For he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it, and is not forgetful here, but a doer of the work. They changed it from word to work. This is one who will be blessed in what he does. So you see here that the word of God is like a mirror. Uh, it... Comparing it to two different things. You can look in a natural mirror, but if you walk away and forget what you even look like, there's many people that look into the Word of God. How do you touch a spirit? How do you see the spirit? It's the Word of God. You want to see who you really are? Look in the Word. You want to see your real reflection of who you are? You look into the Word, and you see that that... spirit is alive now you see what you can really look like and who you really are because his spirit it's words it says it and it's life and so you see how powerful this is you want to know what you really look like look into the word of God and you see that This is what comes alive, and this is how you go from uh, believing to receiving. Your spirit has to be the dominant force. The word has to be more real. You know, if you've got your mind, will, and emotions, what you think on, what you meditate on, you've got your three-part being. When two against one happens you start to win one way or another, or lose one way or another. So, once your spirit and your mind, will, and emotions line up with your spirit, which can only be touched by the word of God, then your body will follow suit. Okay? But when your body starts to say, I'm sick, I'm tired, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm in fear. I'm whatever. And your mind, will, and emotions, what you're meditating on as a man thinks, so he becomes, becomes more real. Now you've got a two against one with what the Word says and your spirit. Now, here's the thing. Your spirit is not going to line up with them because it's as righteous and as holy as it's ever going to be. So it's not changing. It's the God part, but you're not going to receive breakthrough. In your spirit right now, it's the fullness of the Godhead completely, like we opened up this message with. In your spirit, there's healing provided. In your spirit, there's breakthrough. There is finances. There's salvation. Everything that is in your spirit, it is provided. And when your mind, will, and emotions connect with that, then breakthrough happens. It says in Romans 8, 6, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is is life and peace. So carnally minded or spiritually minded. There's two different mindsets here. And we know that your mind is part of your soul. It's your mind, will, and emotions. So with this, you have two options. You have life and you have death. There's two different options here. And your soul is going to choose one. If you're going to be carnally minded, you're going to see death. It's not going to be good for you. If your mind agrees with your body, your body is decaying. It's getting older. You lose so many skin cells every day. You are getting more wrinkly. It is a lot that's changing in your body. And if your mind will and emotions to be carnally minded, and that doesn't mean sin. It can be sin. All sin is carnal, but not everything that is carnal is sin. I'll say that again. Everything that is sin is carnal, but not everything that's carnal is a sin. Carnally minded just means your five senses. So if your mind is meditating on what you can see, hear, touch, taste, whatever, then you're in trouble. You will die. That is a promise in the Word of God that if your mind is meditating on Your five senses airs a promise of death. But if you're spiritually minded, which means you align your mind with the spirit part, which can only be touched by the word of God, the way that you see yourself into the word of God, there's promise of life there. And now you've got a two against one where your body has to fall in suit. And that's why we fast and pray. It's to tell our body, no. It's to put our, our body into check to say, no, it's not going to happen this way." It says in Ephesians 4:17 uh, through 19, it says, "This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk like the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. Do not walk in your mind anymore, having their understanding darkened, being aligned. From their life of God, because of their ignorance that is in them, um, because of the blindness of their hearts, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness and greediness. Do not align your your uh, mind your will and emotions with the things of this world. Don't act like everybody else acts or you're going to get the same results that everybody else gets. You wonder why you're not seeing breakthrough in your life and it's because you're doing the same exact things that the world is getting. You're you're carnally minded. Your soul is as righteous as it's, or your spirit is as righteous as it's ever going to be. It's right with God and it is, you know, as saved as you're ever going to be. But you're not going to get the same results that you see in the word of God unless you change your mind to the word of God. And that's the huge mistake that people go from I'm believing to I'm receiving is when you get a two-on-one going on and your your soul, your mind will and emotions line up with your spirit that is saved and righteous with God. Now think about that when you when you look at people and how miserable they are on the inside and it's because they're dead. It's because what's the real them isn't even alive anymore. They have no hope. They they don't want to get up in the morning. They don't want to uh, move forward in life And it's because that the real them is still dead and not connected to God, which is the only way that you can be alive. And it's because your spirit is the God breathed part that we see. And how can you be alive inside when that part is? not renew. That's why they call it salvation. They call it a second birth. It's because you were once dead, but now you're alive. That spirit man on the inside, that God part, finally can breathe again, can finally say, I'm reconnected to the source. The only thing that can give me life, I'm reconnected to that. And now I can change my life. I can change my mind, will, and emotions, and I can have my body line up with that. You know, if you've got to fast to get your your mind, will, and emotions, you got to get your body. Your body tells you what to eat, when to eat, if you're sick, how hungry, if you're tired. Your body has told you for years and years and years what to do and when to do it. And now we think that we're going to get breakthrough that happens when we get a new revelation, when really now comes the hard work. You look at how much discipline it takes to... Um, work out and get your body in shape. Even more so, you got to work out your spiritual side and align, take even more discipline to get your mind, will, and emotions to agree with the spirit and what the word says. And that's because, you know, it's not natural. It is not natural or easy to say that I'm healed when you don't feel healed. It is not natural to say you're de- uh, delivered when you don't feel like you're delivered of something yet. But yet we have to line ourselves up with what the Word says. The only way to touch the Spirit is through the Word. His spirit, his words are spirit and they are life. You want life, you've got to be spiritually minded. That is the only promise of life. And I'm telling you today that if you... Are, are struggling with some of this message and it's because you haven't gone from uh, I believe it yet to I receive it and you need to be in that spot where we're, we're receiving because it's the goodness of God it's all the good things of God that draws people if they see what you have they're going to be drawn to it and if it's if you're getting the same results why do they want what you have? When they already have what you have, they're still getting the same results in life. They already have what you have, so they don't need it. They don't want it. But when you start to get this in alignment, people will flock to you because they're seeing that your life is different than everybody else's. You're getting different results in life, and that's because you've realized who you really are, that you're a spirit. And when your spirit is leading the way instead of your body... Real breakthrough can happen in your life i hope this blessed you i hope it encouraged you and um, please share this with somebody that needs it to keep up with everything ryan has going on go to kingdomyouthconference.com conference.com or follow him at facebook.com slash ryan edberg music